0: Hello and welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. Johnny Venerable joined by Bo Brock. We're recording this on Sunday night, audio-only pod. To break down, Bo, the very latest with the ongoing search that seemingly will never end, the Arizona Cardinals attempting to find their next head coach. And I feel like when we went off air Friday night, we thought we'd get some clarity. Did we get that Sunday morning from Sean Payton, in your opinion? I think
1: we moved the chains a little bit as far as, you know, whether or not Sean Payton is interested in coaching in 2023. I think that that's a, I think he absolutely is. After you heard what he said on the Fox NFC championship pregame, it really sounds like he wants to come back and be on the sidelines You'd mentioned that last week, how you kind of listened to a uh, a Twitter, what is it, Twitter circle or something
0: like that? Spaces or whatever yeah, Twitter it's space.
1: And, and somebody kind of within the know was saying that, you know, he, he didn't want to return to Fox. And, you know, when he was having a back and forth with Peter Schrager and and the whole gang there on the set of Fox, you know, Fox pregame, it sounds like he's he wants to continue this interview process and wants to find a place to coach in 2023. And, you know, I think we kind of got to. Pretty good idea of what, where the vacancies are going to go from here on forward. And that's, I think if the Arizona Cardinals fans, if they wanted that dream to continue, I think that's what we saw in in with Sean Payton's comments on Sunday morning.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I would say that, you know, there was a lot of us that were maybe a little bit concerned that we hadn't heard anything on Saturday Saturday. Yeah. and there was a, there was a possibility both that he was going to get on that show cuz i correct me if i'm wrong like i don't think they have a broadcast next weekend maybe they're doing something for the pro bowl i can't even remember when that takes place but mm-hmm. there's there are no games next weekend so he's not going to have the outlet next weekend to come out on on air and say i'm coming back to fox next year i love you guys i want to be on fox so i thought if that was going to happen there was a window a finite window that this morning would have offered right. and you know our guy Peter Schrager came out guns a blazes. It's just like, what's the latest what's going on? Cause he was kind of beating around the bush. He was Sean trying to be A little
1: dramatic. Wasn't he, he was kind yeah. of, like, he got I'm a, a listen. I'm here. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, I thought he was going to parlay that into I'm here and I want to stay here. I, I just right. felt that because obviously we have the feeling here around these parts that we can't have nice things, but the, the dream continues. Right. And uh, I think it's going to be, obviously with the more direction of w- where the Arizona Cardinals are going to continue with this coaching search, because what Peyton outlined was that this off season is kind of the, it's, it's different the way that they set up when you can talk to people and how you talk to people, the candidates uh, that it's drawn out. It's, it certainly is drawn out as you pointed out, like, usually these things are already set for all the vacancies. I mean, if there was a team at this point in the off season that hadn't filled its head coaching vacancy, they were way behind the eight ball. Uh, but that's not the case this year. There's one vacancy that's been filled. It's Carolina with Frank Reich. Uh, it was on Friday after we'd kind of turned the mics off on our Friday show. Um, we saw that Frank Reich would be interested in a guy like Vic Fangio as his defensive coordinator. That looked like it had some momentum and then it got completely cut off um, and then Fangio on Sunday was rumored to be going to the Miami Dolphins, which then again, that get kind of cut off. That uh, was reported by Tom Pellisaro and then kind of walked back a little bit. So Fangio, a guy who was tied to to Peyton during the regular season, still remains available, but all signs are pointing to him in Miami. And I don't think that it's going to torpedo Peyton coming back if Fangio goes elsewhere as a defensive coordinator.
0: Yeah, I I haven't found that that's had legitimacy to it since the initial report that Sean wanted to bring Fangio on. Of course, you want to bring Fangio on. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like he's got to weigh his options just like Brian Flores has got to weigh his options. Brian Flores has to kind of hedge his bet now, and that's where the Cardinals might be playing with a little fire here. Like, Flores has interest from some places like Minnesota, among others, to go be a defensive coordinator. And if he's sitting around waiting for a call from Monty Austin for that, he's going to be the next head coach of the Cardinals. That may not come. How long do you wait? I mean, Bo, we're we're 48 hours away from four teams having vacancies into February, which Mm -hmm. is unheard of. I remember the Bruce Arians year in particular. And I was like, this is taking forever. And it was like January 8th or 9th. Right. We're almost in February. Now I I do think that we're going to get some traction here early this week. We've got some clarity now with regard to what did you say? right? Yes. Yeah. The, Sean was adamant. Sean was adamant. He said, no, 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 no. When Peter Schrager was like, is it done? Is it finished? Meaning like he's going to go back to Fox next year. And he wasn't, he's going to close the door on coaching in 2023. Sean was adamant, repeated nose. And then he said something to the effect of I'm Wayne. Uh, there's some stuff that could materialize this week. You, you, you say, it we're
1: going to learn a lot this week. That's basically what he said. We're going to learn a lot this week uh, about, you know, who's going where. And, you know, I, 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 I wanted to ask your thoughts on this because you felt on Friday and, and you're kind of buying into what Benjamin Albright is selling for the most
0: part that yeah, Peyton to the Broncos is dead. Yeah, do you still believe that? I do. Um, now I think it I mean, they're liable to do something ridiculous and fucking stupid because <laughs> they have lost on every candidate and maybe there's a small piece of me, like a five percenter that they would have to try to save face. But I think they'd save face with a guy like Jim Harbaugh. I, w- I would assume that maybe they tr- a third time's a charm and pay him an astronomical amount. Um, they're also linked to Jonathan Gannon, who's going to be playing in the Super Bowl. But mm-hmm. George Patton, they're buddies. They've known each other for a while. They interviewed him last year. Uh, you know, They're not going to get D'Amico Ryans. I don't even think they're going to get a chance to get in front of D'Amico Ryans. Mm-hmm. So then it becomes like they'll probably bring in Mike Kafka. Um, but there was... I mean, there was a report last week from Benjamin that the shit that got leaked out and the displeasure between Sean and the ownership came from Sean Payton. So that is what leads me to believe that they just didn't hit it off. And if Sean's talking about ownership being the, the key factor, I mean, we saw how that ended with the Broncos and the Walmart people. And then we saw you know a budding bromance, hopefully, with Michael Bidwell. Right. If he's true to his word that it's, it's ownership... And yes, you know proximity and all that. I mean, the Cardinals just check more boxes, right? And yet, you go on Twitter tonight, and there's probably more shit being published about Sean Payton and the Broncos than the Arizona Cardinals, which is just completely ridiculous. But I trust, I trust Benjamin. Not only he's an insider, he covers the Broncos. He does. He is putting his his reputation on the line, saying that that is dead. It, that he's adamant that they have other candidates. They could circle back to Harbaugh. They could try to hit a home run with that. But it, it seems like, number one, they never prioritize Sean as their first choice. And I think you and I would believe – we'd be naive not to believe that, that Michael Bidwell's first choice, if he could make it work, would be Sean Payton.
1: Yeah, and, and when you look at uh, – as far as like our guy from DMVR, Zach Stevens, said that the, the Broncos pretty much told a whole group of candidates last week that they were moving forward, which included Raheem Morris, Evero, their defensive coordinator – uh, I believe David Shaw was part of that group that they said, but yeah. no thanks. A um, Yeah. But pretty much, you know, what we outlined on Friday's show was, you know, th- the ownership group in Denver is and, and Albright does a really good job in in kind of outlining this. It's like Peyton wouldn't work. He, 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 Peyton is not the one or Patton's not the one that's making the decisions there. It's Penner. It's Penner, the yeah. team president. Um part of the ownership group there that that's going to make this decision ultimately. And then, so it's like, you got too many damn cooks in the kitchen as far as the ownership, Mm -hmm. it's it's very murky as far as who you're going to report to. I mean, it's like Penner's Lumberg and then you got a couple other guys as far as that you're going to report to. And I don't think Sean Payton has an appetite for that. So now when we kind of break this thing down, I mean, D'Amico Ryan's now that he's available, it seems like in, in Schefter and all the Newsbreakers in the NFL were all over this as soon as the final whistle blew on that yeah. team that was over by the second quarter with Philly just completely just decimating San Francisco, getting them down to their fifth string quarterback and Josh Johnson and beyond. Um, but they were saying D'Amico Ryans can now, and now he's available. He'll go interview in Houston. Uh, Rappaport said that, and he's he's the he's the leader in the clubhouse to be the next head coach there. So in Carolina. D'Amico Ryans is trending towards uh, Houston. You got Indy, who's the ultimate wild card. They want to interview for a second time the special teams coach from the Green Bay Packers, who was the interim coach last year in Vegas two Mm -hmm. seasons ago. It's like they completely go to the beat of their own drum. So you don't feel like they're in, in contention for Peyton. And then you got Denver, who just can't seem to find any real traction with anybody that they kind of attach themselves to. And, and, you know, the way that they're pivoting, it seems like it's, it's all these offensive guys, it's Kafka, it's, it's, and then you, you enter the defensive coordinator Gannon. And I think he called a really good game against yeah, the San Francisco on Sunday. So uh, it's, it just seems like it's Arizona Cardinals and
0: Fox sports is the two teams that continue to vie for Sean Payton here in this week. Well, And we have to bring up, there was a kind of a report blurb. Well, first of all, Benjamin came on our show last week and broke the news that the Cardinals were going to request an interview with with Jonathan Gannon. That was the Friday before the divisional round. Thursday or Friday before the divisional round. Yeah. So they had like four or five days to do that. That never came to fruition, we don't think. Um, And then you've got Rap Sheet putting it in as like a sub-bullet that the Broncos are definitely in on Gannon. Mm-hmm. And then the Cardinals quote, like could be too, like they have some interest. We don't know how much. And so a lot of people were tagging me in that this morning and say, look, the Sean Payton deals dead. They're interested in Gannon. They're going to pivot to Gannon. Let's, let's, let's make the- something abundantly clear. Um, I, I think Gannon's preference would be Denver. I'm not sure Arizona's preference is even Gannon. Number one, I don't think it is. And now John and Gannon is not available for another week and there's even talk in Denver, like, can you wait? um, Assuming you don't have assurance, can you wait to talk to him until the Super Bowl week? Um, I would not be surprised if it became a situation in which they both knew they were going to partner with each other and they were just going to let the week play out. Maybe they don't talk to anybody else, and it's just kind of understood that Denver is going to hire Jonathan Gannon. Um, But that's a risky proposition when you've had Dan Quinn bail on them. I mean, they've had a lot of instances that have not worked out But how does that affect the Cardinals, Bo? I think it affects them that had Jonathan Gannon been been available, maybe they would have tried to get an interview Monday or Tuesday, maybe a Zoom session, maybe something in person. Um, That's not going to happen now. They're not going to talk to D'Amico Ryans that has no traction. I put this out on Twitter and people started losing their shit. Like D'Amico Ryans didn't prioritize the Cardinals and the Cardinals didn't prioritize D'Amico Ryans. Everybody's like, well, they, they tried to talk to him, but they, the, 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 you know, the divisional round, they, they waited. They interviewed Frank Wright and Vance Joseph before D'Amico Ryans. They got that submission late, so they were late to the party, and if you're doing that and he's canceling on you, whatever, however you want to decipher that, everybody, it's not happening. D'Amico Ryans isn't going to be the head coach of the Cardinals, and I don't think Jonathan Gannonbo is going to be the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, so again, where do we go from here? knowing that, I mean, Brian Flores could come back and have a second interview. I would say that if they do not interview somebody that maybe was just eliminated from Cincinnati or if they don't wait and they just sit sit tight and they bring somebody back from last week, of course, it would either be Flores or Sean Payton. That's going to be the next head coach of this team. And I think, again, we're back on business days tomorrow. Tomorrow's Monday. It's a new week. You're headed to the Senior Bowl Tuesday. Shit's starting to pick up now. Like they're gonna, I would imagine, they're gonna move quickly.
1: Yeah, you would have, you would hope so, right? And that sense of urgency that Bidwell outlined when he fired Cliff Kingsbury on Black Monday, that they continue with it. And, and I think that what Sean Payton said on the pregame show was it was kind of painting a picture of of the teams wanting to continue to to get to talk to all these candidates, but the way that things are set up and now the rules that are in place have made that tricky and sometimes you just have to kind of shit or get off the pot. Right. right. I, I mean, I know you said you wanted to cast this wide net and you have, and you've talked to ver- some very, you know, intriguing and qualified and uh, respectable candidates, but you know, I, almost eight hours on Thursday, what his resume speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. What, are, what are you waiting for at this point? You, yeah. you want to wait and talk to, to, to Gannon is
0: Jonathan. That's a leverage play with New Orleans, though. Like New Orleans knows they're fucked. They have no one else. They're they're trying to conceive leverage that's not their mystery team and they could circle back to Denver. So Michael Bidwell's like, okay, you want to play that game? We'll put it out there. We're going to talk to John Gannon. I don't like that because I think you you've got potentially Sean Payton on the hook now. You need to carefully reel him in. I wouldn't try any mind games. I wouldn't try any yeah. stupid shit. That would concern me, but do you think it's a leverage play?
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know who who is getting the leverage or gaining the leverage. Is it the Cardinals by by say, hey, we're we're talking to some more people. We're going to continue to do our due diligence and continue to uh, have some of these these op- these vacancies dwindle right and fall off as we've already seen one of of five. So now it's down to four, and realistically, it's down to you know. Could be two, just depend you know, depending if Denver somehow just by a Hail Mary gets itself back into the conversation. But yeah, I, I you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just a waiting game for negotiation tactics, uh, maybe on both sides. And uh, you know, it's fine. I, I thought it was interesting as I was watching the pregame as well. Like you see Rob Ginkowski on set and you're like, Rob Ginkowski retired from the Patriots and they sent him to Tampa Bay for a fourth round pick. Mm-hmm one of the greatest tight ends to play this, this game. And you, and you, you put him back with his quarterback for a fourth round pick. They did right by him. They did do right by him. And, and I, you know, nobody criticized the Patriots for not going and and save, holding out for the highest possible draft pick possible because, you know, there was mutual respect there by, by the coach, but front off, but the ownership, that's
0: just, you, you know, that's do you cool. buy this Palis- Palisaro report that Mickey Loomis is making this, like, potentially difficult? Like, it came out this morning. Palisaro said, like, he's still adamant he wants two ones. Yeah, like, it's insane. Do you think that's, that's an issue right now, or do you think Sean will inevitably just tell Mickey, like, I'm going to coach the Cardinals, quit dicking around? Or do you feel like he could dig his heels in? Because we've been of the mindset, like, Sean gets to pick where he goes, and they just need to sh- – to shut up and move on. We've already seen one team crushed in the, in the media via
1: reports, right? Mm -hmm. Podcast air quotes here, audio only air quotes here, right? One was just crushed uh, by a report. Somebody leaked some information There, there. I, if, if that was the case, more information would be leaked about this and, and Mickey Loomis digging in and holding, you know, the most celebrated and successful coach in the history of that yeah. franchise hostage because he wants to hold out for two ones that would be a bad look. We've maintained that this entire even before they even had a, a coaching vacancy. If Loomis wants to play that hard ball, the Saints are going to get crushed at the end of the day. Yeah. Like once it starts leaking out, and if that's that's the thing that's kind of yeah, because keeping... it would it would come out that Sean wanted to coach the Cardinals. Yeah. Yep. So and, and you can't you can't like you look at the president. And you can look back and you can point to the Gruden thing, but it's completely different. It's completely different. Gruden was an active coach coaching the Oakland Raiders at the time that was traded to another team. And he, you know, Sean Payton, he could, he had every opportunity to either keep his job last year, continue to coach, or uh, come back this year. I'm sure they would have welcomed yeah. him with open arms. He, he hasn't shown any kind
0: of want to return to his old stomping grounds. This is just this whole thing just feels gross because you've got and I love Sean, but like Sean has played up this mantra of like suddenly like Mr. L.A. guy and he's only going to coach these franchises, but he's taken this tour and then we thought he was out and he was back in. Then over the weekend, we thought maybe he was out and he's adamant he's in. He wants to coach. And then you've got the whole situation with New Orleans and their ridiculous demands. And then you've got the ultimate wild card, I think, in the best possible way, Michael Bidwell, kind of acting rogue a little bit. His inner mm-hmm. circle has kind of fallen apart, and he's got some new people involved. I mean, that's it's so touch and go every 12 to 24 hours. We're on pins <laughs> and needles with every report, right. with, every, with every draft King's odd. I mean, it's plus 120 right now. It's almost even money to get Sean Payton to Arizona. And yet, like... We could wake up tomorrow morning, and it could be done. It could be right. squashed, and they could say it's not happening. Or on the flip side, the trade could be, uh, you know, conceived, and and we could be moving forward. And I think that that is why it's been so difficult for us and everybody else involved to to follow this because we have we have no no grasp of what is real and what is not. Because Sean, it's like this whole ego, like not egomaniac, but like this. Uh, w- I, I do think there's it's some legitimacy. I think yeah, and I, th- I, th- I think there's some legitimacy to the fact that they thought they were going to have this huge market and everybody. But it looks like the Cardinals were like, no, we're going to go in a different direction. And so, is it like, are they spending this half week plus just trying to do damage control from that? Yeah, it's possible. Um, and also, you've
1: got this, you know, from our standpoint, from the fan base's standpoint, you know, how the organization was run for far too long. And then even before that, it was worse, right, under under Bill Bidwell. And then, you know, the, the time years, and you just had this instability, right, where it could – some things did go well sometimes for this team, but most of the time they were going horribly wrong. So they're just waiting at the drop of a hat, something to go wrong because they're just beaten into that, right? They're like, God damn it. Like, we knew this was going to happen. We knew it was going to happen. Like, they weren't going to get Peyton. It was just going to be a pipe dream but it's it's still just in this weird holding pattern with these two sides having this negotiation some in the public eye and some not in the public eye you know and both parties are also playing things very close to the vest so yeah i mean it it, it puts
0: people in a very vulnerable and in weird situation here's one more thing i'm going to throw yeah. out a conspiracy theory okay um this week no games right Mm-hmm. No Super Bowl Media Week. A little bit of practice. W- what if Michael and Sean and the league and the Saints are working to unveil this news in a dead week for the season? Now, the awesome. other other transactions can't happen, but this trade can happen, and this this could be conceived tomorrow, consummated tomorrow. What what if they were just waiting? Let's let's focus on the conference championship games. Let's 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 let the players and the coaches have their spotlight. And then next week you guys make the announcement. Let's keep it in house. I think, I think there could be some legitimacy to that. I think there is look, I I've, I've been on this for a long time. At some
1: point, the NFL figured out the perfect formula to stay in the news cycle for 365 years a a year. I mean, 365 days a year. And they see this as as the, the new rules that they have in place, as far as when you can interview some people, um and, and I look, I mean, it is it is odd that one vacancy's been filled and then four remain open. And then yeah, you've got this week, you got Sean Payton on the Fox pregame and saying, Hey, we're gonna learn a lot this week. Basically just uh, like, setting, come
0: get me. I'm yeah, here. Come get me.
1: Yeah, setting the appointment for people to pay attention to the coaching cycle, the coaching carousel this week. No, it's I I think you might be onto something, no doubt about it. I think we're going to see a lot of movement as far as these four vacancies are, are concerned. Uh, real quick, do we want to hit the Kyler thing? I mean, I, I know it's something that isn't exactly uh, breaking news or something yeah. that we weren't expecting, but, you know, Rapport, one of his first things that he was talking about today on Sunday was that Kyler Murray is going to take his time with this. He's going to be very cautious as far as his rehab, and he's not going to – this is – the injury is something that needs to heal perfectly in order to come back. And with that being said, you know, there's a chance he's not going to be ready to start the 2023 season
0: and very well couldn't might not return until the midway point. Is it weird that I don't care until I have the Sean news? Like that's how I'm operating with this because here's the thing. I feel like (laughs) I love Kyler and I want him to take his time. I feel like, like if Brian Flores is the coach, you're like counting every week because I don't know who's running the offense. If Sean Payton's running the offense, even if it's Jameis Winston, I it's going to be watchable. They're going to be competitive. I don't need to with,
1: with Taysom Hill and Jameis
0: Winston and Trevor Simeon. And so oh I the, just I can't yeah. even I you're number one. You're right. This is not news. And the reports are eight to 12 months. Well, there's a big difference between 12 and eight. That's the season basically. So I listen if they sign Sean Payton this week, the next phone call you gotta be making is to Jameis and just say, Hey, Jameis, you're gonna have an opportunity to play a lot next year. You're not gonna get screwed over like you did by Dennis Allen. He's a free agent. I mean, like I I believe this report that Kyler's gonna take his time. Every injury he's had, how many times have we teased it on our show? Like Kyler Murray's in return this week and oh, he's on the inactive list. Right. So I I get that. And so I'm not running with the narrative that he's gonna be ready September first or whatever. But I can't, to me, it's like I need to see what the staff looks like, who they're connected to. Cause I watched Jacoby be competitive and then I watched Jameis Winston be very competitive with Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. Jameis Winston with some weapons in Arizona could be fun as they kickstart this little mini rebuild. But I, I gotta see what happens with Sean first. But I, I want Kyler to take his time and I would hope Sean would too. I think
1: most of the fan base, I haven't seen anybody saying, well, oh, he better be back before, you know, opening kickoff. Yeah. Uh, no, that's that's not how they're. That's not the smart way to play it. He's going to be 26 in August. Might as well get him back on track and, and do it at the at a, at an appropriate uh, timeline. So, uh, Cardinals lost to both teams in the Super Bowl this season. You got an early prediction. You got the Chiefs,
0: Eagles. You well, like, your guy your guy Jody had the best comment, which was that whomever wins this game is going to have more home wins at State Farm Stadium than the Cardinals <laughs> this year, which, which is great. Uh, I like Philadelphia. I would have liked Cincinnati, but yeah. I, I think Kansas City's too beat up. All their receivers are out. Who knows who's going to play? I don't think this offense is nearly explosive enough. And I think their defense, they play well today, but Kansas, I, Cincinnati's offensive line, I mean, they, they got away with one last week against Buffalo, who's super fraudulent. I think Philadelphia running the football, dominant on both lines of scrimmage. I think I think the Eagles win the Super Bowl. It's gonna be a good one. I was uh, I'm excited about it. I think the
1: two teams in this game. It's gonna be an awesome game. Can't wait to uh, preview it. We're gonna be out there in Radio Row. Next week, but this week yeah. I'm out in mobile at the senior bowl. We're going to have full wall to wall coverage there. Plus we continue our coverage as far as the Arizona Cardinals coaching search. Could it be Peyton? Is it going to be Flores? Is it going to be Flores and maybe an offensive coordinator like Kellen Moore, who just became available. The Cowboys said <laughs> goodbye to him. He's already interviewing with the chargers. That's more conversation we're going to have live on Monday's episode of pH Cardinals. Join us at four. In the meantime, have a good rest of your day. If it's Sunday night, Enjoy your night. If it's Monday, we'll talk to you later today at four. For Johnny Venerable, I'm Bo Brock. Make sure you're subscribed. Hit this, uh, leave a five star review uh, or rating and a review. We'll talk to you guys soon.